0: Welcome to Work It, Live It, Own It, a show that explores how to upgrade your lifestyle through life lessons, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Here's your hostess, Sokola Lair. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Work It, Live It, Own It podcast. Today, I have the wonderful privilege of speaking with Nicole Beck of Spec Pros Incorporated. This is a local home inspection company located in the Triad area of North Carolina. Welcome Nicole, so great to see you again. Thank you
1: for having me, I'm excited.
0: Not a problem. Thank you for coming. So I want to give you guys a little background. And of course, Nicole could probably give you more insight about the history. And we're going to actually dive into the history of how Spec Pros, this wonderful husband and wife duo team got its start. So I just wanted to give you guys some insight because I met, Nicole, I met you about a year ago at a, a local event. And you were sharing your story about how you guys are life partners, parenting partners, work partners, you and Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy is the inspector. And right. Nicole is the woman who keeps the ship running, <laughs> keeps everything together. Jeremy has over 16 years of entrepreneurial experience. He has been awarded for his a customer service, and he has taken his project management skills and his love for real estate and have combined them together to start Spec Pros Incorporated and has a wonderful real estate and home inspection business. But Nicole, Nicole is the coordinator. She handles all the administrative details and has spent countless of hours building Spec Pros into what it is today, making it your go-to and actually my go-to for home inspections. And I'm going to tell you why they're my go-to in a little bit. So when you use the home inspection or spec pros team, you're not just hiring a local small business, but you're also working with a woman owned business as well. So I just had to put that out there because <laughs> that is impactful. That is meaningful and we actually met up after that networking event, and which is what mm-hmm. I think is so important, Nicole, because you did something that a lot of people don't do. And that is oh, a follow up. You followed oh. up with me. You did. <laughs> you reached out to me and she invited me out for coffee. And I was like, I don't drink coffee. And she was like, great, neither do I. I neither. <laughs> And you introduced me to another local small-owned business that is also mm-hmm. now my go-to. So I want to yes. give a shout-out to Vita Poor Tea in Greensboro, yes. North Carolina. They're not sponsoring this podcast, but I'm telling
1: mm-hmm. you, guys.
0: oh, they're That's a really tea. great
1: spot on it State Street place. in Greensboro, not far from Moses Cone.
0: Yes, exactly. They're wonderful. And you can order tea from them online, too. So I just wanted to give another shout-out to another small business. So Nicole, tell me a little bit about Jeremy's dream of shifting from what he was doing before and how he decided he wanted to go into home inspection.
1: Yeah. So Jeremy owned a trucking company for 16 years. Um, And, you know, the trucking company was good to us, but it got to the point where he was just wasn't enjoying what he was doing. He knew From his experience in renovating a couple of different homes that we had bought that he really enjoyed renovations um, and real estate Um, he worked for a general contractor for a little while as his project manager but we were researching what we could do to reinvent ourselves um, and move away from the trucking company and you know I was researching entrepreneurial ideas and this came up and it was just perfect. Like it was like a light bulb. And I told Jeremy, I was like, that is you, that's what we need to do. So we planned on, you know, our exit strategy from the trucking company into home inspections. Um, and we, in May of 21, we closed the trucking company and then launched spec pros in September of 21. So we've really enjoyed it. And, you know, we enjoy it being just us and being small. Um, and, being able to provide customer service the way we want to and, you know, do a really good job for our clients and buyers and agents that way.
0: Phenomenal. Just a recent business and it's already thriving. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And I love the way you said that it was a light bulb moments. A lot of times we don't get those light bulb yeah. moments. We're yeah. looking yeah. for them. We're searching for them. <laughs> right. But then when they happen, it's like a thunderbolt and you yeah. know, This is the path I'm supposed to walk on. This is great. Yep. So tell me, Nicole, first of all, are home inspections required when you are purchasing a home?
1: Yep, they are not. Let's talk about that. They are not required when you're you're purchasing a home. And you would think that maybe they would be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a common misconception, but they are not required. Um, Obviously, they are highly recommended most real estate agents. And of course, we'll recommend that you have a home inspection because it's important to have it inspected, looked at so that you know exactly what you're investing in, Um, you know, all the way from small ticket items that maybe you can handyman fix after you get in, to maybe bigger ticket items um, so that you can use that as a negotiation tool in your transaction. Okay, cool. So
0: I do like, I didn't know that before. So even growing up, Purchasing a home, you just hear home inspection, get a home inspection. Even in real estate school, we talked about home inspections, but never knew that they weren't required. I think personally that they are a good thing to have because it gives you insight into an investment that you're going to make. It's one Mm -hmm. of the largest investments that people make in their lifetime. So Would you, some people can just go purchase a car and not even test drive it. They know what they want. And some people do the same thing with buying a home. They see what they want and they may have the funds to just go ahead and fix up whatever they're going to fix up. Yeah. But a lot of times having that home inspection gives you an overall
1: picture Mm -hmm. of
0: the type of investment that you're walking into.
1: Right. And you can't always depend on the sellers to disclose everything because, you know, Sometimes they won't, but then also sometimes they can't. There are things that they don't know about that exist within the home. You know, they haven't had it inspected since they bought it, if they even had it inspected then. So, you know, you can't depend on the disclosures from the sellers and from your naked eye just walking around and viewing a property. You really need somebody to come and look in those areas that nobody else is looking in, um, those areas that people typically tend to lack on maintenance. You know, um, most people aren't hanging out in their attics and in their crawl spaces and things like that to know what's going on down there. And that's where all your supports for the home are. That's where your plumbing is is visible and everything else. So you really need somebody to go in and create that home inspection report. And you can look at that report as like an owner's manual for your house. It's going to have, you know not only just defects and items that you should consider repairing or considering your transaction but also just information on the home what type of plumbing you have different materials if we find materials that we know have a certain lifespan and we will make you aware of that so that you know when you move in that you have maybe some piping you know that has a typical lifespan of 50 years and this is a 60 year old house and this is going to be a deferred cost item that one day you could, you would you'll probably need to replace some plumbing. And that's something that people would want to know.
0: Right. And then the other thing too, is to think about as realtors, even sellers, you brought out a valuable point because sellers, they don't go in between the walls,
1: right? They don't
0: know if the electrical is functioning Properly, like it should. Mm -hmm. I have actually been on home inspection tours with your husband, and he can see where a nail had been put into the wall that actually pierced a wire. Those are Mm -hmm. things that you don't know. So, when people are hanging pictures, you don't know if a wire has been damaged, but a home inspection can actually reveal those things. And your husband has some pretty cool gadgets. I, I have to admit that when he does a home inspection, he's actually able to see those types of things. And I also love, this is the thing I love about you guys. When I get an inspection report, because I am a visual person, I can actually see the rankings of priorities,
1: mm-hmm. things yeah.
0: that are things that you need to handle right away, things that you just need to be cautious of, or things that, hey, this is just something that we notice.
1: Just on here's some information. Yeah. Yes. Just be aware of it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because a lot of buyers think that because you see this long list of things on an inspection report that, oh, everything has to be fixed. Right, right. And what I like to focus with my clients on sellers and buyers both, we're going to look at the big ticket items. We're going to look at, hey, do all the windows open and shut? We're going to look at structure systems and maintenance, proper maintenance. Has the HVAC been upkept? And a lot of times even in a home inspection, some people think that Because you, as an inspector, will come and turn the air on, turn the heat on, that everything is good. So for me as a realtor, I will say, (laughs) I tell my clients, hey, if HVAC is important to you, depending on the age of the home, depending on the age of the system. And a lot of times, sellers don't even know how old the system is. Right, right. I recommend that they call another HVAC company to do Mm -hmm. a separate HVAC inspection. Yep, Because they're able to open up the unit itself yeah. and delve into it and mm-hmm. look into it to see if yeah. someone did some mom and pop fixing. Yeah. And that happened to us when we bought our home. We were told that they jerry-rigged our system and it was over 20 years. And we thought, okay, we've got maybe a year or two. A month afterwards, our, age, our air was gone. We got the Freon refilled. And in 24 hours, we thought we had at least till the fall and it was July. So we thought we had till the fall, 24 hours and we had to get a new system put in. But guess what? We were prepared because we did the inspections. So inspections are important, guys. If you don't get anything from this first part of this podcast is that inspections are important. They're not required, but they are important for you. Tell me about new construction, because a lot of people think that if I walk into this home, I'm I'm seeing the studs, everything from the studs. Do I need to get a home inspection even on new construction? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Um, when builders are building these homes, they bring in, they're required to bring in code inspectors every so often to look and, and do their inspections and sign off on certain stages of the construction process. Um, but we offer pre-drywall inspections. So before the drywall goes up to come in and look at the framing and the visible plumbing and electric that's there. Um, We also offer, of course, to inspect once the home is complete and do a full inspection. And then I always talk to my buyers with new instruction about coming back in 11 months right before their builder warranty runs out. So we can do the same inspection, it's no different, but we come back and complete the same inspection again. And anything that's presented itself over the 11 months that they lived there, they'll have a written report that they can give to the builder and have things fixed before their builder's warranty runs out. Um, So, you know, we do a lot of new construction in all three of those phases. um, And we have found some big issues in new constructions before the client moves in. when Once it, all the code inspectors have been in, they've all signed off on everything. The home is complete. They have their certificate of occupancy. And we come in as the last thing to go through and do the inspection right before close. And we found some big issues that builders have been able to go back and fix, of course, before the buyers moved in. Um, but, you know, I can't imagine having moved into the home and realizing that your upstairs air has been running Constantly in the winter for a week and it was like 50 some degrees in the house (laughs) and we couldn't get the unit to turn off. Um, and actually it was the downstairs air. And then when he went out to the, um, electrical box to check the electrical panel and everything, there was condensation all inside the electrical panel because of how cold it was inside the house. Um, and. Obviously, you don't want water around your electrical panel and around all those wires. And so, I mean, we found some pretty big issues that, you know, have saved clients a lot of headache.
0: Wow. Okay. so you mentioned something important. Things can happen even in new construction. But are there any things or particular that you have discovered even in older homes that people need to look out for?
1: Um, so, with an older home, you, I always talk to the buyers when they schedule an inspection on an older home and, and, you know, prepare them for the home inspection report just because in an older home, the report's going to be a little longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if you're, we're looking at a 100-year-old home, I tell people the inspection report's gonna read like it's a 100-year-old home. You know, the electrical items, the plumbing and things, like we've had a lot of life experience since then, right? And we Mm -hmm. have upgraded materials. We found out that certain materials weren't good, um, especially in plumbing and electric. And we're always, you know, changing codes and things like that to make things safer for people. So Mm -hmm. when we go into these 100-year-old homes, we're going to find older electrical and older plumbing and things like that, and we'll make recommendations for upgrades. Um, you know, so it's going to add to the length of the report. So I just want people to be prepared for that. Even something as simple as you know balusters, right, on a staircase. The spacing between balusters are supposed to be no wider than four inches, and the reason for that is so that a child doesn't wedge their head in between the balusters and get seriously hurt, right? But these gorgeous 100-year-old homes, these Victorian homes that have these wonderful grand staircases and beautiful balusters, you know, a lot of times they're spaced a lot further um, or in an orientation where a child could climb them and get hurt. So we're going to tell you about those things because there are new standards in place as far as balusters and how they should be constructed and and spaced but are you are you going to go into that 100 year old home and rip out your entire staircase and everything and start over probably not so you just have to you have to take some of those things with a grain of salt take it with the fact in mind that this is a 100 year old home and there are going to be things on it
0: Right. I love how you said that. Sometimes you have to take things with a grain of salt because I think sometimes buyers get freaked out and go, oh, my goodness. Then they want to ask the seller, well, we need new balusters. Like you were just saying, we need new balusters and they need to be spaced appropriately. A seller is not necessarily responsible for you getting your balusters up to code. That's just something that you guys will divulge and let buyers know hey this is a hundred year old home things that were cold back then are not necessarily the code today but that does that mean that the seller is necessarily responsible for fixing those things that's why i try to get my clients to focus on the big things right if your windows don't open and close they don't lock if your Mm -hmm. heating and air doesn't work if is the home is not structurally sound and supported yeah or the roof there's a substantial leak that you may discover or wildlife in the attic that has happened before (laughs) on inspection we find wildlife somewhere that the sellers didn't even know about okay we've got to find a way to appropriately remove the wildlife out of the home so i love And there are
1: other things too that you can do as, as far as the balusters for example instead of you know getting worked up about having the sellers fix and rip out all of these balusters and replace everything there are child proof things of course that you can buy to install around the balusters until your children are old enough that they can be trusted not to climb the balusters or not to wedge themselves in there so that would be you know more of us just letting you know that it's there that this is a risk that exists this is a potential safety issue so put some checks in place to make sure that that doesn't happen
0: Right. So I think that's important why you have a good team surrounding you when you're purchasing a home. You have a great home inspector and me as a realtor, I like to have a great inspector, great lenders and actually focusing my clients on the things that are really, truly important. And that's the one thing I love about your report is that you guys prioritize things that are important. And I also like the education process, too, when I go on home inspections. So tell me something when we're talking about the prioritization of a home inspection and your husband does this so well i don't know if you help him with the reports or not but <laughs> i love the reports guys guys let me tell you not only does the, not only do they prioritize but i love the videos as well
1: uh, and you'll yeah, take uh-huh.
0: detailed pictures and or a short video to show something that's not working properly or may need adjustment. So tell me what are some things? And this actually comes from a question from my tribe. They wanted to know how does a home inspector actually prioritize things or what are some things that they actually look out for in the home inspection?
1: So priority would always be safety issues. So anything you know safety that we find is always going to be red on the report so our reports are color coded red for safety and um, significant defect orange um, you know is more like a caution bring your attention to it something you may want to have fixed in your transaction you may not and then blue would be things that Um, you know, are just informational items, FYI items. There's an FYI, there's nothing wrong. Your your pipes aren't leaking today, but I'm letting you know that you have pipes that are aging out and they may leak in the future. So this is just some information for you. Or sometimes we'll even list items that may not be a part of the home inspection, but it's just something that as a courtesy to the client, we would want to know if we were buying a home. So we'll put FYI items in there and it'll be color-coded blue. So anything... yeah, anything red would be, you know, the priority, and that would be anything safety. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of your electrical items will be red. Um, you know, if you have plumbing um, that is leaking or shows indications that it has been leaking, even if we can't recreate it while we're there, maybe in red, and we'll put pictures and sometimes video to explain those things. Um, or even something simple but still a safety concern would be like loose railing around a deck um, obviously an improperly attached deck to the house. All of those things are safety items. Um, so those will be colored red.
0: Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you. I like how you guys do prioritize it because it makes it so much easier to read Good. and decipher. And it also is easier for clients to actually read and understand. Yeah. Okay. This is something that I need to get. Maybe we have room for negotiations here on this side of the transaction. And maybe we can get some of this done and taken care of before we move in, because it is important. It is a safety concern. And again, everybody should be concerned about safety moving into a home. But now there was another question that one of my uh, followers and tribe members wanted to know. And I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. I didn't want to answer this directly because I want to make sure that not only they get the information, but everyone else hears this information as well. When it comes to VA and FHA requirements, because there are certain requirements, yeah. does that fall under the umbrella of how an inspections are done in your lane?
1: no. Um, so we don't have, we don't perform inspections any different for VA and FHA loans than we do for anything else. North Carolina has standards set at laid out and we have to perform every inspection the same. So, um, and sometimes people get that confused and they think that there are different things that we're looking for, for the different loan types. And I'll explain to them that it's more so the appraiser that comes to the property with a specified list for the lender, depending on the loan type. So, you know our inspection is still the same. So, you know, sometimes I'll have agents say though, you know, this is a VA buyer, I need termite and a water test and things like that. Um, So I work together with the agents when the agents, most of the time, I don't know what type of loan a a client has um, just because like I said, it doesn't affect how we do our job. I don't hear that part. Um, But when um, an agent does mention, you know, they have a certain loan that's requiring a certain list of inspections, you know, to satisfy the lender. Then we work together with them to kind of help coordinate those things. We can do the water testing for the VA loans and we can organize termite inspections to satisfy your VA loans. And then we also can line up septic and well and um, other inspections too. So right. we kind of try to be like a one-stop shop and I kind of try to help be the quarterback and making sure everything is lined up to make it easy for you and to make it easy for your buyer and to check off your checklist. But as far as our general home inspection, there's nothing different that we do.
0: Okay. Good information. Good to know guys. Yep. So it does depend on the type of loan that you are obtaining to finance the purchase of your future home of what type of additional inspections that your lender will require, or the appraiser may require. So those are things that you need to factor in into the cost of buying a home, not just a general inspection, but if you're buying a property with well and septic, if you're using VA or FHA, they may require you to get those types of inspections done. And it's just to make sure that that home is safe for you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for bringing that out. And you have certainly enlightened me on some things today. And I know you have enlightened some of our listeners and viewers today. Thank you so much, Nicole. But before you leave, Uh I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) So how as a wife, a mother, a woman, are there any tips or advice that you would give to other women, yourself, even your daughter? Because you have a daughter.
1: Um, I don't know. Do you have you have more than one daughter? I have one daughter and one son. My daughter's son. 10 and my son is four.
0: Right. So how would you, what advice would you give to other women who are thinking about starting, launching their own business, how to work it, live it, own it in their everyday lives?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, do it. You need Mm -hmm. to do it. There's nothing like the freedom that, you know, working for yourself offers for you. And one of the things I really love about working for myself, like I said earlier, I can construct the customer service and, and do things for these clients and buyers that make them feel important and make them you know, feel and understand how much we care about them and this whole process for them. And I have complete control over that. Mm. You know, I can represent our company how I want to, and Jeremy and I are unified on that. And so it's, it's so satisfying to be able to do that for people in your business. And then just the fact of being able to be at home with your children when they're sick and being able to react to anything that comes up in the home and with your kids, and be able to bat like do both at the same time is so valuable you know so it's scary um Mm -hmm. and it is a lot of work you know i mean there's a lot of moving parts going on here my day is less structured than it ever has been before just because i have to react you know in real time to all these different moving parts of my life you know so but don't let that you know discourage you and like We, we do a lot of hard stuff. You can, you can, you can balance it. It might sound scary, but you've got this.
0: Good. I love that takeaway. Do it. Just do it. You may be
1: scared. You may be scared. And be patient. Do it Mm. and be patient. Do it and be patient. When we did it, it was kind of like survival mode. You know, we had closed the tracking company and I had stepped away from my full-time job before we closed the tracking company to be at home with my second child. So, you know, it was kind of like survival mode is like do or die, like not doing was not an option, you know, not surviving was not an option. So when you just do it and you just jump and you have to survive, you don't have any other choice and it works. (laughs) Right, right, right. And and
0: then you may have some setbacks. That's the reality, right? You may have some setbacks, but guess what? You keep the consistency going. You do it. I love that. I love that. Is there anything that a movie, a favorite movie or book, a quote that helps you to continue to be consistent, to show up, to work it, live it, own it in your everyday life? Oh, boy.
1: Um, Lately, I have been pulling strength from hymns. Hmm. Yeah. I've been listening to hymnals and, and pulling strength from that. Um, and gosh, I'm always reading different books, you know, and self-help books and, and about whether it's finances or business or, you know, being a mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and caring for yourself. Um, you know, I'm not thinking of one right now off the top of my head because right now I spend all my time reading and studying about home inspections to get that license.
0: (laughs) Right. right.
1: Um, But this too shall pass. Hey, there you go. That one, that one, that one passes my mind a lot too. When things come up and things feel hard, this too shall pass is one of the simple ones that comes across my mind
0: exactly i love it because brian buffini always says you know you're gonna have your high moments you're gonna have your low moments but yeah. when you're standing up high on that mountain you throw a little dirt into the valley so that when you do fall it's not as far <laughs> <laughs> you got some cushion there so when you do That's... have a setback you're not falling as deep i and like as that low. Yeah. i like
1: that i'm gonna start dumping it in shovels <laughs> exactly get a dump truck <laughs> and put it in that's right well thank you
0: so much nicole it has been a true pleasure a blessing and i'm looking forward to working with you and collaborating with you on more projects in the future absolutely you guys give us nicole before we go Uh tell other people how they can best follow you or get in touch with you and jeremy
1: yeah so the best way to get in touch would just be to visit my website my phone number is there my email is there i monitor both of those very closely um and then of course we're on social media so you can follow me personally um, on social media just nicole beck you'll see my logo there at the bottom of my photo so you'll know it's me um and i try to do my best about posting stuff on social media so we also you know Collaborate with different people within the community to bring different events for realtors and things to bring people together to network, create, you know, relationships, learn from each other, you know, and, and promote your businesses. So on social media, I'll also share those types of things. So that's a good place to, you can also send me your email because those events and things that we help host, I'll send them out through email with the invites too. So you can shoot me an email and I'll add you to my email list.
0: Okay. And so the name, the the website, the URL, I'm going to put it in the show notes, guys, but just to, if people who are listening and they're driving, what is your website address?
1: Yeah, it's specprosinc.com. So that's S as in Sam, P-E-C-P-R-O-S as in Sam, I-N-C.com. If you miss one of those S's, it's going to take you somewhere else. So make sure you get the plural pros, specprosinc.com.
0: Okay. All right. And then check them out on Instagram and Facebook as well. Again, it's such a pleasure. All right, guys, don't forget to work it, live it, own it in your everyday lives. Talk to you soon.